Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Thanks for downloading this Little Empire podcast. This show has a real-life live record event that you can come to in Auckland, New Zealand during the NZ International Comedy Festival powered by Flick Electric Co. Deets and tickets at comedyfestival.co.nz. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a Coley, Pasta, and Dyer's that go screw. One of them's a hothead. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Hey, man. What's up? Just had a lovely pee. Welcome everyone to episode 41 of season 3 of a podcast by the name of The Worst Idea of All Time. I'm one of the co-hosts of said show. Its name is Tim Bat. My name is Guy Montgomery, tethered at the hip, as always, <laughs> to my constant companion. In a good way. And foil, Tim Bat. Nah man, oh, some, that bear fruit is really firing up. Oh, she goes like the clappers. Yeah. It's an intense sound, and I can't help but feel that it is drawing an exceptional amount of power. We're coming to you live from my kitchen because I have lost my house keys <laughs> and locked myself out of the podcast oh, yeah, that's studio. Actually, that's great. That's a really good start. Um, this is uh, <laughs> I'm working with Tim at the moment. We're working on a project together, and it's hard work and it's good work. And Tim is in charge of uh, production elements. I, I'm the producer of the project. That's right. It's a TV project. Wow, it's a web project for a tv place that's correct and tim sent out an email tonight ahead of it we've had a few big work days we've got another big one tomorrow and tim sent out an email <laughs> to the cast and crew the guy in charge of production that reads in all likely <laughs> in all likelihood i won't be able to do a call shoot for tomorrow sorry don't have the time tonight and then some information and then the end of the the end of the email. Also, I've lost my car keys, crane knitted hoodie, and small black Sennheiser earphones. If anyone's seen any of the things, let me know. Thanks, Tim, and his phone number, which reads so much less like a production email and so much more like a cry for help. <laughs> it's because we're on day four of it or something now. We've all become fast friends, and I feel like I can ask them for my keys. Except the people who are only coming on the. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's um, not important. Sorry. Yeah, just thought it was funny. It is. It is funny. It's a funny thing, and it's. Uh, I just love to laugh, Tim. Yeah, I know you do. I've been getting that sense. I saw you in Melbourne doing a lot of laughter, and oh. I'm seeing you do it all again here, and it warms the cockles of my heart. Hey, how are you going? Me? Yeah, you. yeah. I'm good. I'm really good, thanks. What would you say about our screening of We Are Your Friends that we just had? Highly disrespectful. <laughs> We're in the kitchen. There's a lot of noise. Not only that, but I just. <laughs> We've been shooting for about 12 hours today and I just, we walked in the door or rather I came home and you came home about two minutes after me to my place and uh, I just pulled my laptop out and a Bluetooth speaker and said, right, this is it and then just turned the movie on. 
Yeah. Uh, we haven't paid it a great amount of... Um, um, well, I said, I said, I said you know... Reverence. You, yeah. We locked out of the studio, said we could put this on, we go to my place, watch it on a couch, put it on a TV, and you said, let's just do it. I just and you flopped out your tablet, yeah. you put it on top of a giant mason jar, you keep on your kitchen table. Yeah. You put a you put a Bluetooth speaker under it, you put some, you know, nachos. But it's still the movie, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, I know, but I just think because of the setting, mm. it was very difficult to feel like we were really... Um, not as involved the word surrounded immersed immersed is the word yeah never fully immersed in the world of the film no well some weeks we get right up in there to the point <laughs> we're in the upside down that is we are your friends and then other weeks it's an impenetrable fortress which we cannot gain access to for we do not have the key for we lost the key and now must request that the cast and crew search through their that's pockets right. to find it a lot of that's what I liked about the movie this week Lot, watching it closely, a lot of people combing, combing around in the bushes, just a lot of extras working hard trying to find those keys. Looking for Tim's keys, and it's about time someone did. I haven't seen you move a bloody finger to look for Man. his keys. <laughs> Last time I said I'd scour for your keys, it took me two years. Two years of my life gone for a set of keys that Don't were in your gone. back pocket that, the whole time. Yeah, but that discredits everything that happened while you were looking for those keys. You started a family. Yeah, and you dragged my name through the mud while I did it. Yeah, but you emerged a stronger person and now you know how to take it on the chin. A, a stronger person, but the mental toll and immersion, emotional turmoil that you put me through in those two years is... N- not everyone realizes, but Guy Montgomery was not his original name. That is a moniker that he's adopted after his original name was, as he rightly points out, dragged through the mud by yours truly, Tim Bat, a man who has retained his birth name. Because no one's treated me like I've treated the man you now know as Guy Montgomery. I was put inside of a witness protection program under the name of Guy Montgomery. Within two months, Tim had found me, kidnapped me, taken me away from my family, my beautiful family, and started this podcast. And if I had to do it all again, I would. In a heartbeat. I've sort of come to terms with it all, but... The, just the emotionlessness is how callous you are about what you did. I think that's what still irks me, if anything does. And by the way... Dude, dude, don't get up at me with this. I looked at the world and the state of events that was happening and I thought to myself, the world needs a podcast from me and the guy who's now going by the name Guy Montgomery because he freaked out in the witness protection program when I they asked him to out. get a new name. You've what, what, what do you want your new name to be? Uh, uh, man. Oh, wait, that's not a name. Uh, guy. <laughs> Fucking look at you now. <laughs> Bet you regret that. Is that how you knew to find me? Because you just thought of what you thought would be the stupidest name and that's what you think of me? Well, yeah. And I mean, some people, when they've got a stupid name, they sort of grow into it. But you picked yours. <laughs> You're a fucking moron. i got to tell you, Tim. <laughs> it's really hard hearing all of this now. Usually we've been sort of um, united and railing against the film, but I well, guess sometimes when you can't break into the world of the film, we turn on ourselves. Usually we haven't you know, delved into the, the past history, which we don't usually speak of. For certain reasons. How See, is, I think legal reasons would be the main one. You're yeah, going to get yeah. in a lot of trouble if we yeah, put this one out. I realise that, but now it's, it's I mean, open. we both are, man. I want to ask how your family is. So well, I will. Tim, how is your family? Would that I could, but you know I can't contact them. Okay. That was your decision. Yeah. So it seems really mean-spirited, as I say, mean-spirited for you to ask me that question 
when you know that it's specifically the one thing I want that you are blocking me from it's being able to funny, do. It's pretty funny, eh? It's like punching someone in the in the arm and then going, hey, how's your arm? How's your left arm? I just hit you. It is a lot like that. And that my arm is sort of my emotional well-being and also, you know, the physical and mental well-being of my family, the people I love the most. If that was my arm and the punch was sort of you, you know. Fuck, you do a lot of talking, don't you? Oh, my God. Never. In the three years I've spent attached to you, have I been so deeply offended and disrespected by by the treatment you are giving me. I open up on the podcast for the first time, like you asked me to do. You wanted to talk about this stuff. Mm. And now you just, you keep knocking me down. I asked you to talk about it because I thought it'd be good for both of us. <clears throat> I thought it'd be good for you. I thought it'd be good for me. But apparently it's not. It's 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 gotten toxic. I feel like you're gaslighting me, Tim Bat. I really do. I don't, but what is gaslighting, you know, ultimately? <laughs> that even in and of itself feels like part of the broader gaslight. Is, is gaslighting just to confuse someone, really? It seems like something millennials have grabbed and become a big fan of, but it basically just means to confuse someone. <laughs> is that, am I more or less on the right track here? Like... I don't really have time to get down to the semantics of gaslighting when you open up you all of these either. old open <laughs> I wounds. Think, and I don't sores. think anyone. I I'm putting my hand up and saying I don't think anyone fully knows what they're talking about when they keep banding around the same gaslighting. Topic of conversation from the family, which you've brought up. Should I turn the fridge off? No, it's okay. All right, it is keeping three beers cold, so you know that's always a good use of what I imagine to be a phenomenal amount of power. Yeah, I reckon you could probably fit up to 60 beers in that fridge. Mm. It is a beer fridge, actually. I won that fridge. Funny story. It's a um, Carlsberg-branded fridge that's got a green fluorescent light that shines through it. It's like a like you see in the bars, like a display fridge. And I won it because I was at the supermarket with Nick Sampson when I uh, lived with him uh, many moons ago, who you might know from the Walkout Boys podcast. Our enemy podcast. And... We were at New World and doing some grocery shopping and there was a competition to win a Carlsberg fridge where you just had to drop your receipt in with your name and your number and your address on the back. And I said, you know what? I'm going to enter that because no one ever enters these competitions. They think they're made up and fake. So I put my docket in and I won the bloody fridge. That is awesome. Yeah. Man, it's sort of similar to when I won an ant farm. Uh, from the Georgie Pie colouring in competition, but that was actually graded on merit, so I had to put time and effort into what I did. <laughs> Are you gaslighting me, you son of a bitch? <laughs> no, I'm just comparing experiences. Oh, okay, damn it, I've still not got it. Did you seriously win an ant farm? Yeah, I did. I didn't know we had them in New... This sounds weird. I didn't know we had them in New Zealand. I know that they're Ants. Not... <laughs> ant farms have always struck me like... Um, sea monkeys as being a very American thing you see on TV but you don't really experience it in real life well funnily enough I raised a family of sea monkeys in my ant farm they were very confused I'm pretty sure you just told me we weren't allowed to talk about that family there are certain legal obligations that was before that was my the family I grew up with that was before (laughs) oh that was your first family the family we can't talk about is your second family the family that you are preventing me from speaking with. Working on a third. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Guys having sex, everyone. I just want to let you know. <laughs> so the movie this week on its 41st watch is appearing tissue thin. <laughs> uh, not a great plot to grip you. Not a lot of good visual accompaniment to, to capture your gaze. Notes. 
I was listening to an interview with a director whose name I forget recently on the radio, and they were talking about how... Oh, actually, it was in light of... Um, oh, my God, this is so bad. A very famous director died. I can't remember his name or the movie he's most famous for. Who died this week? Like, way before their time in his late 50s? I don't know who that was either. Jane, have you been reading the paper? Did you see that director who died this week? Do you know who I'm talking about? A di- yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's what I'm asking you. What director? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, hi, Jane. Also, it's good to see you in the kitchen here in the flat. Hey, Jane. This is where the flatmates come. <laughs> so he <laughs> of was saying, "This is where the flatmates come. This is the shared living area." <laughs> you're too right. And he was sort of uh, one of these famous directors was quoting a conversation with this recently passed director. I can't remember any details of that. Who was saying that, you know, in a movie, you've got to always have something for the eyes. The eyes are the organ that take in a movie. And you've got to always, in every part of the film, every second, you've got to, you've got to have stuff for the eyes to do, to be, to be drawn to. Seems simple, but they very much ignored that in this film. Mm. I didn't know that. I mean, it, it sounds so simple to almost be a truism. When you're dealing with a movie, you want to give people something to look at. Well, but it's deeper than that, isn't it? It's like at all times, there should be visually interesting things happening, not just every now and then put a pretty shot in the mix, you know? should be every frame, every 124th of a second should be picture perfect. Man, it sounds like a lot of work. And I think my attitude is certainly the attitude that was taken to by the people involved in the movie making process this week um so not that lofty what i got for you to begin with tim mm. um just a minor grievance really this is just pathetic this is a scrape against jahed's personality which is really such an unfair thing to do because you know of course he's got his we've, he's got his problems we've we, all got we all our do. problems but um his mantra the old don't bro me if you don't know me mm. Which mm, really mm, struck mm, me as a mm, negative mm. way to walk into any social situation. Too right. Um, I just couldn't help but feel like we could be watching a different movie. Um, if only he would sort of approach people with the a laid-back and friendly demeanor. Probably something more along the lines of what Squirrel operates. Just sort of quite a, you know, relaxed, you genial the, dude. The world could do with a few less jarheads and a few more squirrels. Which, if you just say the sentence out loud, seems quite odd. Yeah. Like what is a jarhead? I don't even know in the in the in the real world. I just think in the movie. I just like to see one with two squirrels and no jarheads. Yeah, and I like that. Okay, yeah. yeah, two squirrels, no jarhead, one half of the Johnny Depp that we've got, and half more Zakoli. So we got one point five times the amount of crying DJ that we've signed up for currently. So there's a <laughs> half. I'll, I'll go. I'll hold. <laughs> I'll go small side of Johnny Depp. Ingrained and into can you please get me two mains of squirrel and I'm swapping one of my jar heads out for another squirrel. So we're coming out even. I'm not adding to the dish, I'm swapping it. Yeah, yeah. But the fusion you've created is half the personality of and physicality of Zicoli and half the physicality and mentality of Johnny Depp. A perfect Well, a I perfect guess that's fusion. one way to do it, yeah. I mean, I was thinking Just more... Zombie-like. I mean, look, that's better than what I was thinking. I'll be the first to admit it. What were you thinking? I was thinking just more of Zicoli, like a half again. Or whatever screen time Johnny Depp's got, cut it in half, give it to Zicoli. And then leave that other half to Johnny Depp. But I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at, man. A Dragon Ball Z style fusion has taken place of a character who is betwixt Zicoli the crying DJ and Johnny Depp. 
But you're saying we just got to write them out. We need more screen time for, for Squirrel. Okay, here's what I'm thinking now. Four squirrels <laughs> running around. Just running around um, be such a good with an inability to get into poles without... <laughs> Imagine seeing four people fuck up getting into a pole at once. Yeah. That, that's a good movie. That was, a, that was one of the few... That was a good laugh that Jahi provided uh, this week when they would <laughs> jump into the pool. And Jahi does a cool flip. He's quite... They're all in quite good nick, these boys. And uh, then Squirrel's going to be the last one and, and just ADR, like out of shot, Jarhead shouts out, hey, Squirrel, do a backflip. <laughs> Which coupled with the image of Squirrel struggling to get his pants off <laughs> before he can make it into the pool. Like they cut, they cut on a great musical cue as the song comes in with a particular beat to cut to six hours from now where the party's heaving. But the the last thing we see is Squirrel about to fucking nail himself That's on right. that hard, hard concrete. And for Jarhead to know full well that Squirrel's not a very competent athlete and for him to even get into the pool without falling down would be an achievement of titanic proportions to suggest that he attempt a backflip <laughs> on the way in. It's pretty funny, eh? It's like, I mean, this is a way meaner version of it, but it's like throwing your car keys at a blind guy, you know? <laughs> that is a lot meaner. Yeah, it's a, it's a more mean-spirited version really, of it. He's really showing the seedy underbelly of Timbat this week. He's got a dark Mr. core, Timbat, I'll tell you that. He? he sure does. He's but an enigma wrapped in a riddle, smothered in contradiction with a deep, dark center. Wowee. Of love. <laughs> but dark love. <laughs> but specifically dark love. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, it's going to be great, but it's hard to remember, isn't it? Oh, it's good note. What I like about that joke from Jarhead, that squirrel do a backflip, is that that rings true as a, a joke you would make amongst friends to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'd say to the least athletic person when jumping into the pool, hey, do, hey, do, the, most, you know, do the most athletic thing a human can do. <laughs> I get it, and I think whoever's listening gets it too. I think do we're you? all on board. Do you get it? He's talking to you, listener. No, I'm looking you, you dead in the eyes, Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm there. I like that you're wearing your hat that I bought you from Japan. That's cool, man. I like that you've taken to that. Thanks. Yeah, I really like the hat too. Although, given the current climate of conversation that we're having, I feel like you're sort of saying that as like, yeah, I'm in your pocket. Like, no, yeah, not at all. Not at all. Can a, can a man just get a friend of his a gift hat and then be happy when oh, he wears it? I tell you, I really love the gift. I thought the gift was a lovely touch. I'm more specifically referring to when you filled it with glue while we were watching the movie tonight and said, hey, guy, can you try this hat on again? I've changed the size. It's pretty good, eh? Uh if by good you mean terrible look you love to laugh i love a gag you know we're yeah. pranking we're goofing we're goofy guys pranking each other all the time that's who we are we're the pranksters <laughs> no you're the prankster Prank i'm pals. the victim do you know i fucking hate practical jokes i honestly do do you not do you why do you hate them? i think they're a massive waste of time it just aggravates me that there's people trying to do shit and these that's, these fucking <laughs> Arseholes who don't have anything better to do but think up elaborate Dennis the Menace schemes on their mates. That is the comedy of it. Yeah, I know. The but amount it's of just time like, and effort is exactly where the laughs like, are wrought. Like uh, like tarring and feathering someone who's walking down the street. <laughs> That's not so much a prank, is it? <laughs> I've plucked my prank as a medieval punishment for like an <laughs> adulterer or something. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> It's such a crazy way to tell someone off. I'm so tired at the moment. Everything is just mixed up. So crazy. 
Okay. All right, well, you had sex with someone else's partner, so we're going to have to cover you in tar and put feathers on you. Feathers are so innocuous, <laughs> too. That's the funny bit. Tar has to be so... It's like burning hot bitumen on your skin, just ruining the biggest organ you have. You'd be in searing pain. And then, and then feathers is for the audience, eh? Feathers is for the fucking crowd. Feathers, feathers is, is feathers is capitalism at its finest. Feathers is the people who put on the production, being like, "We need to make some more money. We need showbiz, baby." And we distributing feathers oh. for five dollars a bag. Oh, you think Big Chuck's in on this? No, I think Big Tar. Big Tar, uh, but Big Tar wouldn't be bringing in. The, both in do you bed. know what Big Tar's version of feathers would be? More tar. <laughs> yeah, big, We're gonna tar and tar you. <laughs> big Tar and Big Feather are in bed together. They are, man. One can't exist without the other. It's like yeah, the, the pharmaceuticals. If you're looking the, for oil. You got the insurance. The chickens, man. It's follow the chickens. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Always said that. Yeah, God, but the government, they just don't listen to our oh, ideas. Let's stay in it. I gave you the opportunity to jump <laughs> in the life raft, but let's get there. You know, if you're wearing a tinfoil hat, the problem is that's going to amplify their ability to read your mind. What you need is a lead hat. That's why X-Men's so good, because they, they got that shit. Magneto's helmet isn't made of tin. Because Professor Xavier will be able to get right. It'll make his job easier. You need a lead-based alloy to protect your thoughts from Uncle Sam. That's what you require. Well, Tim, I would put one on if I could, but I've got this fucking hat. I know. And <laughs> from Japan, glued down to my scalp. The joke's worth it for me. The joke's yeah. worth it for me. Well, Plus, what thoughts is Uncle Sam going to be reading from your brain? Man, I wish Tim hadn't glued this hat to my head. Oh, man, I wish I could speak to my family who I love so dear and yeah, true. that's true. That's true. Ow, this movie's still fine. Hello, listener. This is Tim Batt interrupting your podcast to bring you a short ad that is only relevant to people in my home, New Zealand. If you're not in New Zealand, my apologies. The NZ International Comedy Festival powered by Flick Electric Co. is happening from April 27 till May 21 and features literally every single Kiwi on this podcast network. There are many, many great live comedy shows happening, so if you enjoy this podcast, chances are you'll enjoy seeing them live. Go to comedyfestival.co.nz and buy tickets to some great shows now. That's comedyfestival.co.nz. So we should probably continue talking about the movie Where Are Your Friends? Well, I had an idea for a new segment which I thought of a month ago and we keep forgetting, which is oh, butter, but, 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 what's happened, what's in, happened that in the bathroom? We ask it every week, we always have, and we always will. Such are the rules of the game. As uh, you know, yeah. Johnny Depp, he steps out of, in the morning of after the party. After 
The morning of after the party. Yeah. The morning after the party. The biggest party you can think of. Yeah. Whatever party you've got in your head, double it. Mm. And then cover it in tar and then another helping of tar. Yeah. That's right. Tim, Tim's just put a glued a, cap on it. Tim just bought a lot of stocks in tar after that conversation on his phone. It's why he sounded a little distracted. But, but after the, the good party, thing is I'm wearing a lead containment unit so the stock market can't read my thoughts and short my stock. <laughs> I've got it covered. Johnny Depp comes out of the bathroom and he says, you uh, do not go in that bathroom. Or Have you guys seen that bathroom? Fuck, what does he say? It's, and then he does like almost the whistle yeah. from the Fantastic be- Mr. Isn't Fox. Isn't it like, you won't, you won't believe, believe what's happened in that bathroom? bathroom. Yeah. yeah. It's, and then he does like a hand across the neck gesture like it's What do you cut. think is, a, and I'm just going to press pause on that for a second. We'll get into the segment momentarily. What is up with the fact that we have not absorbed the script of this film? Because, like, we did it with Grown Ups too, to the point where we, we like, we got that movie. We were there, yeah. I think, by 42. Sex and City 2, I'm going to put down to duration. This one felt, and it was also the dialogue was so weird that it was quite hard to remember. But uh, this one seems like we should be able to remember it. No, it's time. a little bit harder, I think, because the pacing's different. Because Grown Ups 2 was just so many, like, just they threw as many gags at it as possible. It was just this constant noise. of Kind of like me. Yeah. Tim, the prankster. I wouldn't call what you do noise so much as like, you know, quite specific and hurtful crime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's good, eh? It's good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I think because there was so much happening all the time, we sort of, and also, I don't know, maybe, maybe if, you know, first love. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the first cut is the deepest. But this one, there's so, like, there's so many, there's all this music in between and like these moody shots and like, you know, they tried to at least attempt a style, a visual style. Which means that I feel like the script isn't as yeah, that's it's true. More, it's moodier. There's, there aren't as many words to latch onto. It's more feelings you need to have. Fucking, you've nailed it, mate. Why? Thank you. What a film buff! Because Grown Ups Two is ostensibly a comedy. It was marketed as such, so it's like very much about the dialogue. Sex and City Two, very like emotional drama. Well, you know, kind of comedy, a dramedy. Yeah. A lot of relationships. What are relationships if not communication between people? So it's all about the dialogue. And then this movie is just like, oh, you want to see some sexy people and hear some cool kick-ass tunes? Here's those things. Yeah. We think. And then all the words are very second. Yeah, know, and so it's yeah. a later thought, which is a shame because I feel like often. The dialogue in movies is one of the best bits. Yeah, and some. Not all of them. So, so the segment. Yes. Johnny Depp comes out of the bathroom. Something terrible right. or disgusting or crazy has happened in there the night before. You won't fucking believe what's happened this week in that bathroom. I certainly won't. There's three people in there. Go on. They're all out cold. Oh, my God. They've been God. drinking all night and they're, they're asleep. Okay. But... With such a deep sleep that they're snoring completely with their mouths open, all three of them, and they cannot be roused. What's the square meterage on this bathroom? The bathroom is a standard four by four. 16 square meters. Not big. Not tiny. What's in it? Bathtub and shower combo. A vanity, which I would call smaller than usual. And an ancient grandfather clock. So three people's going to be a real squeeze. Yeah, one's up against the grandfather clock. Is there a toilet in there? No, that's in the toilet. I see. What about a bathroom, don't you understand? A lot of bathrooms have both. Yeah, you got me there. So we've got one passed out person who's fallen asleep upright, 
propped up against the grandfather clock, which is insane because the thing chimes every hour. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to sleep past 11 when you're propped up against a grandfather clock? 11 strikes. Yeah, I imagine it would be, you know, phenomenally difficult. The crazy thing is about putting it in the bathroom as well is it's the most reverb-heavy room in the house. So if you're in the shower at the strike of eight, it's like this intolerable experience where water's beating on you, you're waking up, you're having a good time, and then it's just this fucking vibration just shattering your skeleton first Certainly, thing in the morning. No, I mean, and that's, I think, what first struck me when you brought up the fact the grandfather clock was in the bathroom. I thought... Now, that seems an odd design choice. Oh, man. I'm, I don't make apartments in LA. I just go to them sometimes. So we got two other people. One has slotted themselves into the combination bathtub and shower, and one's just out cold on the floor, on the tiles. Now, here's the fucking... Who, who would you... Who do you reckon's got the most comfy spot out of those three? Probably the floor, if I'm honest. The bathtub seems like a good choice, but if you start doing the angles and like yeah. measure how long you are versus the tub, yeah. I mean, it's not going to work Comfy out to have you. a nap in during the evening. Yeah. But, but then you no wake good up, for a night's sleep. It's like a lazy boy. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, listen, I'm not trying to oversell how comfortable the guy on the tiled, cold floor of a bathroom is, but I'm just saying he's best off. Under floor heating? Uh, not right? a, no, Probably not. There's no not. way. I'm afraid not. I'm afraid to say there isn't. Do you ever notice... I just want to go back to this lazy boy thing. Yeah. In the afternoon, you can fall asleep on a lazy boy for like up to three hours and it's fantastic. You ever tried sleeping overnight on a lazy boy? No, Everything that is uncomfortable that about that chair reveals itself to you. So what's going on? What's happening? It's just a different Why setting. are there kids loudly playing how at nine old, o'clock at night? How old are you, dude? It's Let a the kids Sunday. Play. It's it's terrifying. I'm not like worried for them. I'm worried about them for me. <laughs> No, I think it sounds to me like you're agitated. It's like that movie, The Warriors, because I'm worried, and they're little gangsters or something. They're just your running na- around. Man, this is the sort of attitude which leads you to committing all of these heinous crimes. <laughs> I haven't committed any recently, so it's all good. Are they little g- gangs in The Warriors? I'm not even sure if I've seen it. No, I haven't. I think it's got the iconic line warriors yeah come, come out, out and, and play, play which was famously appropriated by day harmo new zealand rap oh, really? superstar riders uh, come out and play yay. yeah boy why haven't the new zealand vodafone warriors used that it's excellent what a great way to take the the field mm. just seems a little off brand for mine back to the bathroom we've got one so here's the crazy bit yeah person in the bathtub tart and feathered Oh, wow. That's why Johnny Depp walked in and was like, what the fuck? And then walked back out and was like, guys, you will not believe what's happening there. <laughs> so it wasn't in reference to the fact that a grandfather clock was in the bathroom? That's always been there. That's his grandfather clock. <laughs> you finished that Dude, time. that's his grandfather. Johnny Depp's granddad is a, is a fucking upright wooden clock <laughs> that chimes on the hour. Johnny, we're so glad you've moved to the city. Would you like to come around for dinner? I would love to. Do you mind if I bring my grandfather clock? Sure, clock sounds nice. <laughs> the funny thing about my grandfather clock is he's also my grandfather. <laughs> Doesn't say a lot, but I hear from him once every hour. <laughs> All great material. Um. Oh wow. So, so that's what's going on in there. And to be fair, to be to be fair, the boys wouldn't believe that if Johnny Depp could have finished explaining to them what was there 
were it not for one dead squirrel. Which would have actually been fine if we had some spears in the movie like Guy and I have just yeah. recommended. Then Maybe they could been, try that next week. They would have had a slightly... Hey, Maximum <laughs> Joseph, I know you're listening to the podcast, dude. A lot of people on Reddit tagged you and, you know, told you of, of our endeavours. And people people tag you on Twitter and they say, hey, these bright boys, you've got to give yeah. them a chance. Man. I know you're listening. you got to get more squirrel in next man, week. Man, the thing is, we just want to talk to you, man. We just the want to talk to you. We're doing this, dude. We just want to talk to we you, just Joseph. just got a few ideas. We'd really like to talk to you. Got about. a couple of concepts if, I want to throw at you, dude. If you just give us a chance, Bro, man. I just, you need to get in a room with us. And it is important. Oh, it's so important. I don't even know. You, you're going you're gonna to laugh later that it's taken you this long. You're going to kick yourself. Yeah, you will. Um, also, if anyone else is listening, this is a bit of an SOS from me. I'm just trying to squeeze in. I've been kidnapped by Tim. Hey, Nick. Welcome home. People will no, remember talk loudly, Nick from. Okay. Yeah, especially these mics won't even pick you up. Yeah. Yeah. They're good, eh? Nachos. People will remember <laughs> Nick from uh, episode 29, season one of the podcast, where he featured as a snoring edition on the couch. So it was a method role. He prepared for it and executed it with He's been preparing all incredible professionalism. He was actually, could I say, a real joy to work with. A real pro on set. You can um, say that. I could now say that about you, but I won't. Yeah. Shame. Shame, Dick. <laughs> Take that. Boom. Tar and feathers. Uh, we've got other business to attend to, of sure course. Sure do. James Reed from The Feelers, a man him. about whom we have not spoke this week. <laughs> Tim is falling asleep in his hand. No, I'm all good. Let's head it up, bro. The Feelers are my fave. Okay. James uh, Reed, my second favourite feeler. Who's your first favourite Oh, dang feeler? it. I really set myself up for this one, didn't I? There was a moment where I was like, maybe Tim went to the trouble before this record of learning another feeler's name. Dude, I don't know if you got the production email, but I can't even find my fucking house keys at the moment. Mm. I'm at a loose end. But my favourite feeler would absolutely be... <laughs> Rames Feed. From the feelers. Ah, uh, Rames Feed. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, Rame. Rames Cheat. Rames Cheat. Swing and a miss. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Keep it together, dude. It's so hard to do right now. Okay, here we go. Matchbox. Five, six, seven. Oh yeah, there's a song. I forgot. <laughs> Matchbox. No, can we? Oh, can we do it in? Uh, can we do it in three, four times? So can we do a waltz? <laughs> if you teach me. One, two, three, two, two, three. Get in sentimental with James Reed. Too hard. It yeah, doesn't really fit. It was challenging. Uh, what's in the MacBook Pro box, you ask? A good question. Why it is a Matchbox 20 greatest hit CD. <laughs> <laughs> he said you're only allowed to play Summerfest if you put the <laughs> CD into the CDJ Can you name one? and play the album in its entirety. Can you name one song that's on that? 3 a.m. Baby. That yeah. one. Yeah. Also, they sneakily put Santana and uh, Rob Thomas's smash hit Smooth on there as a bonus track. Fucking hell. There's a lot of music out there, eh? Just in the world. Anyway. Matchbox 20 are one of those ba- bands that I put in a kind of anamorphous group of like 90s to sort of mid-2000s rock that I sort of detest. <laughs> Like yeah. if the radio's on, I won't change it for much, but I'll change it for Matchbox 20. I'll sing along. Do you know, I'll sing along, man. 
I'm just going to tell you some of their other hit songs. Please, lamb on me. Well, I wish you would. Unwell. Yeah. I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. Oh, that's a good song, actually. <laughs> but I re- I think I only like that because I got to know the Weird Al Yankovic version before the original. Good old Weird Al. If you're gone, baby, it's time to come home. Ugh. Uh, Dross. How far we've come. Remember that one? No. Well, anyway, suffice <laughs> it to say, it's a very generous gift until James Reed reveals his dastardly scheme, mm. which is you must play, if you're on a DJ for me, you must play the CD in its entirety at Summerfest. As a colleague said, but James Reed from the Feelers, people don't like Matchbox 20. No one's come to listen to a Matchbox 20 greatest hits CD. I fucking love this. And James Reed from the Feelers was like, I know Zakoli. Yes, it's a test. Yeah, it's a test of loyalty. <laughs> yes. This is brilliant. This is what cult leaders do. They get their second in command to go out in front of everyone and lie to them bold face. They make them say something that is untrue as a test of their loyalty. James Reed is a f- <laughs> he's a megalomaniac. He's insane, and he's got Zakoli wrapped around his little finger. Yeah, man. And he's going to do it. Zakoli will do this. He won't back down. Yeah, it's too intense. Fuck, I love that. That's great, man. Crazy How stuff. long a CD is it? Do you think the Matchbox Twenty Greatest Hits? Seventy minutes. Yeah, that'd be right. Fuck, Which that's I mean, a long time. for a Greatest Hits CD, it's okay. But when you think about the context of playing it at Summerfest, mm-hmm. he also has to pretend to DJ the whole time. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Oh, painful. You encounter those videos online of like someone at a party DJing and nothing's plugged in. It's just a, a fucking mixing desk with like no power going to it whatsoever. So good. Are they put-ons or are they genuine videos? I think they, they they seem genuine enough to me. There's enough of them that I'm sure some of them are. There's yeah. often in a nightclub or something and there's clearly just, you know, someone's put an iPod playlist on. Great. But there's some fuckwit with like sunglasses on in the club who's got the big oversized Dr. Dre headphones you know, pretending to be mixing two vinyls and it's just nothing's plugged in. <laughs> you can see the, nothing's, there's no power gun in there. I like that. It's good fun. I like how vulnerable humans are. <laughs> <laughs> you see cackling from a spaceship <laughs> plotting their demise. This is a real alien thing to say. I said from within my prison that you built for me. Yeah, well, thank God. I'm containing the alien menace in my very kitchen. No, you're Lured not. him in with you're, a promise of nachos. You're gaslighting me. <laughs> Stop saying it. Um, I don't like it. Can I say this? Yeah. That's all I've got time for. Absolutely, me too. <laughs> Let's go to bed. Hey, thanks for joining us. Um, if I get this out in time, come to the live show. Yeah, you definitely will. It's on Sunday. It's not this coming Sunday. I think it's... It's on Sunday the 14th of May at the Basement Theatre at 3 o'clock. Oh, we just uh, did... Here in Auckland City. We did the Bonus of the Heart one, their live show at the Basement today, and it was awesome. So yeah. many people turned up, like 100 I didn't get to see the show, but I saw everyone coming out afterwards. A lot of smiling faces, yeah. a lot of happy customers. That's good to hear. It was we, yeah. Look, so come along to the great. live show Sunday, the fourteenth of May at the basement. Everyone's doing them, bro. Yeah. Walk out, boys. They got a live show. They come to that one too, please. Absolutely, the, the male, male gays. gays. You betcha. Not only are they male and gay, they're also live at the basement. When? Wow. I don't know. Look it up. How do they fit it all in? Uh, also, please come along to either of our respective stand-up comedy shows. I'm in Wellington next week from May 2 to May 6. And on May 2, I start my show in Auckland. It's called Ladies and Gentlemen, and it stars Tim Bat as himself. Great. Great idea. 
Yeah. When are you and then and then we swap over actually, yeah. don't we? But head along if you want information. Mine's called Let's Getting Room Together. GuyMontComedy.com forward slash shows. I feel filthy. Oh, filthy man. for doing promo I've just got podcast. so many tickets to sell. It's crazy. Mate, I feel you. Hey, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast product and I look forward to encountering you in the next yeah. one where hopefully Guy and I will be able to... Oh, it probably won't be the next one. We're, we're trying desperately to find a time when we can carve out a good session to do the director's commentary because we don't take that responsibility lightly. Yeah, but we haven't quite found it yet. Rest assured it's coming and also special guests, special treats, kisses and hugs for all. Absolutely. Um, and I'll just say this we normally say it on the friend zone but if you're giving on Patreon from the bottom of my heart and guys thank you so much love you guys we'll try and get more goodies for you bye bye kisses this movie's still fine there's a Coley uh, one of the guys that goes screw one of them's a hottie his name is Jay one of them looks like Johnny Depp and his name is Johnny Depp classic Maximum Joseph You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Thanks for listening to this Little Empire podcast. We've got live shows happening in the New Zealand International Comedy Festival powered by Flick Electric Co. So go to comedyfestival.co.nz and buy tickets now. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, maybe you should listen to Boners of the Heart with Rose Matafeo and Alice Sneddon. Basically on this podcast, we we speak on all things uh, about... uh, you know, celebrities, uh, people, people in the in the in the in the atmosphere in the in the ether that uh, we would like to have sex with, and I mean, not sex with. You know what? Make love or be in love with, or go on a date or kiss for a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's not just sex. It's not just sex. Isn't maybe it, sex, but no kissing, or maybe kissing but no sex. Maybe sex but no kissing. Maybe Ooh. only butt stuff. Pretty woman. Yeah. Oh. Just butt stuff. Yeah, yeah maybe only butt stuff. maybe only foot stuff. <laughs>